Monty Church. Thank you for joining me again. Today we find ourselves in Northeast Wyoming, next to our nation's first national monument. It's called the Devil's Tower. The Devil's Tower is located right in the middle of Indian Country, just east of the Little Bighorn and a bit north of the sacred Black Hills. It's a natural monument well known for many native stories and legends. Perhaps the legend that's most popular today goes like this. One day, a tribe of the Kiowa and the Lakota, after setting up camp in a nearby little Missouri River, were horrified when they saw seven of their little girls who were playing within the site of the camp being chased by a large angry bear. The bear was just about ready to catch them when the girls jumped up on a rock that was about three feet high and began to pray to the Great Spirit, Have pity on us! Save us! Hearing the pleas of the young girls, the Great Spirit made the rock rise from the ground higher and higher toward the heavens so that the bear could not reach the girls. As long as the children stayed on the rock, they were safe and protected. The bear continued to claw and jump at the sides of the rock, breaking its claws and falling back to the ground. The girls held tight to the rock until they were pushed up out of danger into the heavens where they turned into a star. So to this day, we see the little group of seven stars known by all as the Pleiades constellation. In like manner, we're all pursued by evil powers that are stronger than ourselves. And we need a supernatural rock like the legend to protect us and deliver us. Though this story is just a legend, it parallels one of the greatest spiritual truths for each one of us to understand. The Book of Heaven tells us that there's a real devil that is like a roaring lion who seeks to devour us. But the good news is that we have Jesus, the rock of our salvation, who says that he will protect us and give us safety if we will just trust our lives to him. Look at this wonderful promise. In the day of trouble he will shelter me. He will set me high on a rock above my enemies. Trust in the Lord and take courage. Wait for him and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. We have a very loving God and he loves us more than we can even realize. His protection is as solid as a rock. The purpose of today's study is to help better understand the one most important work our Creator asks us to strive at in life. That is, staying close to Him at all times. In the story of the little girls, it was by clinging onto the rock that they were saved. So, in the same way, it is only when we deliberately choose to stay close to Jesus that He is able to save us and help us through life's problems all the way through to the end. Jesus put it this way, I am the true vine and you are my branches. 
If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Without being connected to me, you can't produce a thing. But how do we actually remain connected to God? There are three basic ways, and they all involve our power of choice. First, choose to pray continually. Communicating with Him in prayer throughout the day means that you run every concern, every worry, and every question by Him. It's simply making Jesus our guide in everything we do in our life. In the Book of Heaven, He invites us to never stop praying. Now, this doesn't mean that we are to be walking around with our eyes closed all day long. It simply means that we must have a continual open attitude within our hearts and minds towards God. It's like talking to a close friend. It is a choice that you and I make to do this. I find myself talking to God even in my mind when I'm driving my car or during board meetings or sometimes even when I'm talking to someone. It's a continual mental attitude of allowing God to lead me. Secondly, Jesus wishes us to choose to regularly study His plan for our lives from the Book of Heaven. We do this through daily personal devotional time, fellowship with other Christians, and church activities. When you do this regularly, you'll find yourself becoming empowered by the Holy Spirit with balanced thinking, wisdom, and peace. This is so important that Jesus compares Bible study to bread, a food staple that's important in supporting our life. He says, I am the bread of life, meaning that we need the spiritual food of continually studying what He wishes us to know in order to stay alive spiritually. Third, God wishes us to choose to be of service and a blessing to others. Our life must be cast into the furrow of this world's needs. Self-love, self-interest must perish. It's a principle of life that the law of sacrifice, that is of giving ourselves to others, is the law of self-preservation. The farmer preserves his grain by casting it away. So in human life, to give is to live. The life that will be preserved is the life that is freely given in service to God and man. And each helps the other and says to his brother, Be strong and take courage. You see, we can only be of true help through love and kindness and tender concern, which are all gifts that come to us through the hand of the Holy Spirit. And working hand in hand with Jesus like this for others, in our words and actions will bring us close in bond of heart and partnership with Him. Blessing others always blesses us too. Friend, I guarantee you when you strive to have a strong prayer life and a regular study life and open yourself as a blessing to others, incredible changes will happen to you. As the Bible promises, your life will become balanced and you'll be given wisdom beyond your own to cope with life's problems and addictions. Those who wait for the Lord and go to Him for help will have their strength renewed. They will soar like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. 
Here I'd like to talk with you about the issue of good works. Why is it that God wishes us and expects us to do good works? Is it to make us good enough to be saved or good enough to be citizens of heaven? Are we saved by our works? No, we're not saved by our works. We are saved by Jesus' works on our behalf. The Book of Heaven teaches that salvation is granted to us the moment we accept Jesus as our personal Savior and Lord, not because we're good enough. Salvation is a gift of God to us. Jesus loves us so much that He accepts us just as we are with all our wants, our imperfections and weaknesses. But Jesus also loves us so much He doesn't want to leave us as we are. When we choose to daily stay close to Jesus, He makes us into wiser, more balanced and happier people. This He does day by day over all our lifetime. He simply wishes us to enjoy life in the happiest ways possible. Both salvation and the power for living right are free gifts of God to us. What we need to remember though is that one does not eliminate or make the other void. Both are free gifts from God Almighty. In other words, Jesus, as the scripture teaches us, not only begins this work in us, but also finishes it through our faith in Him. Hebrews states that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And faith is also a gift to us from God. You see, we will always be saved by God's gift of faith and grace, and not of works, lest any man should boast. As you spend more and more time with this book, you will find that the Lord will invite you to live a life of holiness. You will find that all of His commandments are no longer a burden, but only seen as ways of happiness and true freedom. For we also know faith without works is dead. And He does say to us, Go and sin no more. But remember, the work of quitting sinful practices is also a gift. And it is only by His power that we're able to do these things. Jesus says that He is the only one who has the ability to purify us and sanctify us. I am the Lord that sanctifies them. God not only sent His Son to save us, but also called us to be His people before this earth's history even began. You see, our righteousness is like filthy rags, Isaiah tells us, meaning that the moment we try to mop up our messy lifestyle in our own strength, we will only make it worse. However, when we pray and diligently seek God's continual leading, we will naturally want to choose to do good works through the Holy Spirit's help. You see, the new earth God has promised to give to His people will be inhabited only by those who really want to be there and who truly want to live right. And friend, you can choose to be one of them. These are people who have had a belly full of this old world's woes, realizing the good news that God will not want to ever allow evil to ever happen again. What do you imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end of sin. Affliction will not rise up a second time. 
So today, God is looking for those who are striving with His help to live right because they want to, not because they have to. They see all of God's commandments not as a bunch of do's and don'ts, but all of them only as a blessing that gives them liberty and safety. They have learned that whatever God asks us to do is only for our own good, happiness, security, and fulfillment. They say, I delight in doing your will, O God, and your law is written in my heart. I want to be one of these kind of people, don't you? You can be, right now. Because of sin's effects on mankind, we all have inherited weaknesses. This means we all have the tendency to make mistakes at times. The Book of Heaven tells us that as long as we are in this world, we will be faced with temptations. But Jesus says, Take heart, I have defeated the evil one and have overcome the world, meaning that Jesus has won the right not only to forgive us, but to impart to us help that gives us the victories we need now. The Bible says, when we continually cling unto Jesus our rock, we will experience continual victorious Christian living, or a sanctified life. Now what about times when we blow it, or fall off the wagon? It's times like this that we need to remember that Jesus is still our best friend. If any of you fall into sin, there is one who stands in the presence of the Father and speaks in our behalf. Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. In the judgment, Jesus is looking to see if we are honestly repentant when we do blow it and that we desire to live righteously. In other words, it will be seen not only by the changes in our lives, but in the direction of our spiritual growth. Did you know the fact that after Adam and Eve sinned, Satan claimed all of us on the planet Earth as his possessions? It is true that all of us have sinned and fallen short of reflecting the image and the glory of God. But the gospel, or the good news, is that Jesus bought us back at the cross of Calvary. And now, even when our accuser comes after us, Jesus says to our enemy Satan, Back off from these who have chosen me as their Savior. I have purchased them back with my blood. These have chosen my ways as their goals in life. And because of this, I have the right to claim them as mine and to cover them with my righteousness. They belong to me. In the Book of Heaven, God says, I am the Eternal One, the Lord God, full of mercy and compassion. I am gracious and kind, not easily angered, overflowing with love and forgiveness, showing mercy to thousands who love me and keep my commandments, forgiving iniquity and sin, but without clearing the guilty and the unrepentant. Friends, it's wonderful to know that God works individually with each of us. He accepts each one of us right where we are in life and then continues to patiently work with us on a daily basis. He knows that some of us have come from some very difficult lifestyles and backgrounds. And so, my friends, God longs and loves for us to stay close to Him so He can guide us in everything we do. It's just like me wanting to be close to my grandson to help him to be all that he can be. He can crawl across the room like crazy, 
but when he pulls himself up on the furniture to try to walk on his own, he only falls down again and again. But though he doesn't have it all together yet by any means, as long as he keeps trying over and over again to walk with our help and our patience, I know one of these days he will be walking and running. He's headed in the right direction, and as long as he is growing and continuing to figure things out, he is a perfect child in my eyes. That's just the way our Heavenly Father looks at us, too. It's important to understand that God is reasonable and that He works through our minds and our understanding. He wants us to see ourselves as we really are. He says, Come, sit down, and let's reason together. Let everyone be fully convinced in his own mind. God desires that we do right because we want to do right, not because we have to. The Holy Spirit gently reveals how we can choose directions in life that will benefit us. He will also make it clear to us that we can't make changes or handle problems in our own strengths. We are too weak in ourselves and desperately need His help. When we turn to Him, the Book of Heaven says, He takes away our fears and gives us the power of love and a sound mind. But this fact, Jesus makes very clear. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Because here is where our strength really lies. Inspiration puts it this way. Nothing is apparently more helpless, yet really more invincible, than the soul that feels its nothingness and relies wholly on the merits of the Savior. By prayer, by the study of His Word, by faith in His abiding presence, the weakest of human beings may live in contact with the living Christ, and He will hold them by a hand that will never let go. It is God who is at work in you. He is the one who gives you the will and the power to obey Him. This work that God does in us is a supernatural miracle of Christianity that the Holy Spirit brings into our lives. The Lord longs every day to give this gift to us. And now I'd like to introduce to you my dear friend Mitch Hayes and let him tell you his story. I grew up on the Yakima Nation Reservation and I uh, got into some problems when I was younger uh, with drugs and alcohol. And I was also affiliated with gangs. And I was beaten up really bad and put in the hospital. And I got a head injury as a result of it. I continued to drink and do drugs and it only caused more problems throughout my life. And I eventually met my wife and we began attending recovery meetings, and we even started visiting a church. I began to experience a love that was different than any other love that I experienced, and it was um, these people that were there in this church. They showed me a love that, that I had never known, and, and they showed that they cared about me and the things that I was going through. I began to want to know who Jesus was and, and what He could do for me in my life. And so I kept going back to that church, and over time, I began to fall in love with Jesus, and I began to really want to know Him more. I began to pray for the people that I had hated at that time, and the people that I was angry with. My heart really 
begin to change and, and my mind begin to change. I begin to experience feelings that I have, had never experienced before in my life. I really wanted more and more um, because I was learning to love and I was learning to care about people and others. So I began a Bible study, me and my wife and, and some friends of ours. In learning the truth, I just learned more about how much God loved me and, and cared about me. I really wanted to get to know God and I really wanted to follow His plan for my life. When we moved here to Pendleton, Oregon, I had no idea what we were in for. My wife was planning on being a Bible worker and she was planning on going to school. At that point in time, I started to get off the path, I guess, that God had had for me, and, and I knew it. And I, I was being driven by uh, wanting to earn more money and wanting to uh, hold a higher position than the one that I had. And I began to pray. I began to uh, open my heart up and open my mind to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's when uh, my teachers began to tell me um, to look up certain verses and, and different stories in the Bibles that, that were similar to the ones, the problems that I was going through. And I began to see that, that God could help me to get through anything. And that's what began to happen, and, and things just began to fall into place. I dropped out of high school and college because I had learning disabilities and, and reading disabilities. But when I began to read the Word of God, it began to change me tremendously. It began to help me to grow beyond what I ever thought was possible. So even with a head injury, even with disabilities, God has the power to help us do things that we never imagined possible. And I began to study with other people. I began to see that they are going through a lot of the problems that I was or that I had in the past. God really just loves each and every one of us and, and wants an opportunity to let us know exactly how much He loves us and exactly how much He cares about us. It doesn't make sense to everybody at first. It, it really doesn't. It didn't make sense to me. Um, but that's when uh, I really begin to pray constantly, all the time. There are times when I was praying for someone who is hurting and, and going through troubles, and the next day I get a call from them saying, you know, everything's, you know, working out and, and I'd like to meet up with you and, um, you know, and, and I would just cry because, you know, God is so amazing, you know, and all we have to do is lift up our prayers and, and spend time with Him and reading the Word and, and uh, worshiping. And we get to know Him on a level that, that just changes our life, it changes our way of thinking, it changes the way we live. For me, it's even changed the way I eat. I, in the past few months, I've lost uh, about 30 pounds um, because I've changed the way I eat and the way I drink. Um, and it's all because I've spent more time in the Word of God and spent more time praying, asking for strength. So in conclusion, I just want to say that um, by praying, by studying, and by sharing with others what we learn, that that really is the key to moving forward in our, our Christian walk. Um, it, it gives us the opportunity to, um, to be connected with God in a way that will help us each step of the way. And it, it's come to the point where I, I don't know what, what my future has in store for me. I don't know how my health is going to affect me. But the one thing that I do know 
is that God is there. And no matter what happens, that I, if I put my trust and faith in Him, that everything's going to be okay. Because I've experienced something that's so amazing, and that's just the love of God. And all I want to do is share that with other people. The time to come to Jesus is now because these problems are never going to go away. Wasn't Mitch's testimony powerful? You know, just like Mitch, you can have an exciting walk with the Lord too. God will never let you out of His care and keeping as long as we allow Him to daily lead us. There is no doubt in my mind that God who began a good work in you will continue to do so until Christ comes back to take you home. Friends, I'm just like you. I have to look to Jesus for help every day and every hour in order to make it through life. I have to look and hold on to the power of the Holy Spirit to transform me in what Jesus wishes me to be. Like you, I need to be reminded that the only thing I can do and the only thing the Lord asks me to do is to stay on the rock, Jesus. This is the only way we'll ever experience true peace and happiness and deliverance. Friends, would you like to have this gift and the assurance that the Lord will be with you always? Just ask for it, and you'll receive it. Therefore, Jesus is able to fully save all who come to God through Him, and He will continue to intercede for us as our high priest until God's plan of salvation is complete. Thank God for Jesus, the rock of our salvation. Until next time, keep open to Him and let only the Good Spirit guide you in all you do.